Hi guys, this is the Jade Marissa podcast talking to you about the good, bad and ugly in Thailand, Muay Thai and pop culture. On this episode, I'm talking to you about Muay Thai around the world and this is episode 3. So, Muay Thai around the world. Let me tell you, I grew up in England, well for the first 14 years of my life and I lived in Thailand for 12 years. I've also lived in America for one year. So I've seen Muay Thai in all these three continents, you know, England, uh, Europe, Asia, and America. I grew up with my father who did Muay Thai and promoted events in England. He did, mostly it was like interclubs and smokers. And so I didn't really see much, too much of that industry during then because I was just a kid, you know, but I just saw... Uh, it, it was a fun time. I know it's a fun time and I know my dad is very respected in England and in some countries around Europe and also in uh, Middle East, in Arabic countries. So, but I did go to England recently. I took one fighter to go and fight on Muay Thai Grand Prix in London. So I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, and then I'm, first of all, I want to talk about Muay Thai in Thailand and the community here right now. As I mentioned on the episodes previously, Muay Thai in Thailand, of course, is the, the place of Muay Thai, you know, and it has been. It's where Muay Thai came from. Um, we have different promotions scattered all around the country, at all different levels. From You can go and fight in the jungle in Isan, or you can go and fight at the stadiums in Bangkok, or you can go and fight at the TV stadiums in things like Max Muay Thai. There's all different types there. But like I said before, uh, over the past few years, the community of Muay Thai has kind of scattered. You know, we're not so tight anymore. It's not so tight-knit. It's not as friendly anymore. It's very separate. Um, I don't know if this will get any better in the future. But yeah, I spoke about this before. So Muay Thai around the world, I'm going to compare different promotions that I have been to. Maybe I've taken different fighters there. Or maybe I have fought there myself. I have fought, like I said in the last episode, in Thailand, in England, in Malaysia, and in Hong Kong. So I've seen how things are done in these different countries. Uh, I, my own personal experience fighting in Thailand, that was pretty good, you know? Like, well, as a girl, there's always less opportunities in the fighting world, but it's something that you accept when you are a fighter, or you have to anyway. Otherwise, if you don't accept it, it's, not, it's nothing you can do about it, you know? I'd say most of the fights that are easy to get are right now would be in Phuket or Chiang Mai, in the small stadiums there. This is just so you can kind of get the experience and not really make a career out of it. You know, I, I, I only fought for experience, really. I didn't want to make it my career, you know. So when people ask me now, will I get back into fighting? The answer will be no. <laughs> what do I need to fight for? You know, I'm fighting my adulthood, you know. I'm fighting to make a career and fight, make a life for myself right now. That's what I'm fighting for. I don't need to go into a ring and fight anymore right now. Maybe if I, if I was on the street and someone wanted to start with me, then I would fight them in defense. I wouldn't start a fight. <laughs> anyway, so no, I kind of want to, I kind of want to 
portray or describe the different feel of the communities in different Muay Thai places around the world. So, yeah, when I fought in Muay Thai in Thailand, it's very rushed. You, you see, you see the events so differently now. Like, oh, well, from a fighter's point of view, or from the promoter's point of view, or from the audience's point of view. I think, and because I've I've, I've seen all 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 of these roles, that I think there is a difference in each place. You know, yes, we are trying to uh, portray Muay Thai. But I do feel a difference. And over the years, I've felt differences. You know, in Thailand, it used, like I said, it used to be close-knit, and now it's not. But when I went to go fight in Hong Kong, you still do feel that. Or in England, you still do feel that. When I went to go, when I took my fighter to England to fight on Muay Thai Grand Prix, first of all, the place sold out. And there were ticket sales, like people bought tickets at the O2 Arena in London and probably not cheap tickets. And like I said in the last episode in Thailand, most of the places that you go to watch fights, they're free. And look at that comparison straight away. They're free here in Thailand, yet people still don't go. The general public still don't go. Whereas in England, it's a night out, it's an experience, it's fun. You know, people, people... Make the journey to go there, to buy drinks at the event, to buy tickets, to watch people fight, to, to support their local athletes. That's what it's about. It's a community feeling. And they respect the sport. They respect Muay Thai. They're, and because they respect Muay Thai, they respect Thai culture. They respect Thai people. When I took my fighter there, he was treated so well. We were treated so well. After the fight, he won the fight. And people would go up to him and congratulate him and why to him and show him respect and in Thailand people don't really do that you fight you come off the ring you walk backstage nobody really bothers and you go home you go back to the gym and that's it where whereas in England they, they threw a after party for all the fighters which was great they brought in local Thai um, restaurants who supplied the food you know, the, all the Thai people who were involved in the Muay Thai community around that area, they came to the fight and they enjoyed them. Like, we, we had a little party. It, it was so communal. You know, the fighters who had fought each other were, fight, were you know, partying with each other, dancing together. And now my fighter, his opponent, Carlton Liu, like, they sat together with my fighter, Sarah Wood, from so They sat together, they had a laugh together, a drink together. You know, it was great. In Thailand, there's not so much of that anymore. Yes, the fighters are friends in Thailand, actually. That is one thing. There is a lot of respect with the fighters. They, Even if they fight each other, they can still go out and eat together and drink together. That's always going to be like that. Because Muay Thai is a sport. Even though it's a fighting sport and we fight each other, we are friends after the fight. It's just the business side that gets a bit serious after that, you know? So yeah, when we went to England... A bunch of the old, the older trainers who live there now, they all came down and they knew my dad from back in the day, and they, they gave us so much respect, and they took care of us. And it was wonderful. It was so such a nice feeling to go to England and put on, put on a Muay Thai show and to feel that energy. But like I said, in Thailand now it's getting colder. You don't feel it like that anymore. When I went to fight in Malaysia. Well, it was a long time ago, many, many years ago, but um, it was on the outer skirts, not in the city. So 
It was very separate, so very segregated from the rest of the community. But it was okay, and like because they don't not really see much like that. People like look at you as like superstars or something. But it was cool. I'm not sure how it would be in the inner cities. Although I did go to Malaysia. I'm not sure if it was last year or the year before. I went to Malaysia and um, I was invited to a few gyms in Malaysia to go look at the gyms and talk to the community and talk to the people there. And that was really nice, you know, like you can really see the people have a passion for Muay Thai, you know. And then later on, a few months after, they came to my dad's uh, games in March, the WMO World Championships. So, you know, it, we can grow the community out, outwards, you know, from international back in to Thailand. That's how we can grow the community. So, where else have we been? I fought, mm, I fought in Hong Kong, and I've also took fighters to fight in Hong Kong. Hong Kong, <laughs> it's a very fast-paced place, and you feel that, even with the Muay Thai. And, but yeah, people buy tickets to watch fights. The fighters are pushed to sell tickets and advertise to their friends to bring in money for the fights, and they also, maybe they get a commission from that, but the, uh, the, the international fighters that are brought there, they get paid uh, the, the amount that's negotiated prior to the fight. So that's the difference there, but there was no after-party... They took somewhat care of the fighters, I would say, in all different promotions that I've been at there. Um, but so overall, Hong Kong, yeah, it was a good experience, you know? It was a good experience. I do think that when, if a promotion is bringing fighters from outside, they should kind of, maybe after the fight, give that fighter a day or two and show them the place, show them, show them the country, show them the city, you know? They're excited to bring a Thai fighter over for the promotion. Let the Thai fighter see that country. When I went to England with my fighter, it was only we were there for two and a half days. We got there. The day after that was the weigh-in, and the day after that was the fight. And after that, we um, we uh, had to go back home. So it was like almost three days. So we so my fighter did not get to see England much at all, and it's a shame because he was kind of excited to go. It's something different, um, but. Even though the experience was good with all the fights, but it would be nice to like show the fight to the country as well. Let, let, let's let's exchange the culture a little bit, you know. I, I know like the foreigners they really appreciate the Muay Thai culture and Thailand culture, so let the Thai fighter appreciate theirs. Maybe they, maybe they forgot, you know. Maybe they forget about their own culture when they were so immersed into Muay Thai in their country. That makes sense. Where else? So I've been. I lived in America for one year. I lived in California, and I went to Lion Fight in one in one of their shows. I think uh, Malapet Sassy Papa he fought, and uh, another fighter from Sassy Papa Gym also fought on that card. It was a really good card, actually. It was uh, in a casino in South, like South of LA. Can't remember where it was exactly, but. Um, tickets were expensive, I think. It was far away, and they had no Muay Thai music. Oh, that's one thing I want to mention. The Muay Thai music. Muay Thai Grand Prix in England, they, they play the music. And I think it's, it's something that should be played. You know, during a Muay Thai fight, they need to play the Muay Thai music. It creates the ambience. It sets, it sets the energy and the rhythm of the fight. The fighters feel more comfortable with it. It's more exciting. It brings in the energy of the room. Whereas 
When I was at Lion Fight and they did not play the music, the room was so quiet. And when the fighters were fighting, you could hear them slap. Every time like one hit, every time a kick or a punch, you, you, you heard the slap. And that's pretty much all you could hear apart from the random odd person in the crowd going, kill him. <laughs> that's about it, you know. Maybe the coach in the corner yelling some things, but there was not so much of an energy. It was just quiet. So there is a big difference. In Hong Kong, did they play Thai music? Honestly, I think they did in the event that I went to, uh, the event that I, ha- that I have been to. Oh, I think I've been to some that did, and I thought in... No, I thought in one that did, and I've been to events where they didn't. Definitely a big difference. And I do suggest that any Muay Thai promotion around the world, when they want to promote Muay Thai, they need to play the music. You know, it's the culture. It's it's a big part of the game. <laughs> when you hear... When I was in England and we're in the corner, right? All the Thai, all the Thai little community from the Muay Thai, the Thai people, they came to the corner and we were cheering out loud and making noises when every time my fighter made a made a, a strike. But the other corner is so quiet. There's a big difference. You feel the energy. And it's, we make it more exciting. And that is one good thing about the Thai, Muay Thai. We, we create an energy from nothing. You know, it gets loud. It gets exciting. Ticket sales in America, yes, they were expensive. And they did not play the music. Another thing I want to talk about is when I was in America and I went to a few different gyms around the, around the state, around LA especially, let's say. I went to Muay Thai America gym. Uh, I went to Thai Boxing Institute. I went to a gym where Cron Pet was at. I forgot the name of that. But yeah, I was in, around California, a little bit south of LA area. The Muay Thai community I felt in California was not as close also. But maybe it's because, you know, America is so big. Everything's so spread out, even in LA. You know, everything's so spread out. It's, but then I went to a couple of like, interclub sort of things, some, some smaller shows, some smoker shows. And even the community there doesn't feel as tight. You know, they, they, they tried, they attempted, but it just, you didn't feel the vibe. You didn't feel the energy as well as I had in other places. But maybe it's getting better throughout the years because I've seen their online appearance a little bit more stronger with the Muay Thai uh, community in America. Um, on Facebook, you see they have groups and a lot of people are a lot more interactive now. So maybe it's growing there. I'm not sure. But that would be nice, you know, like let's, let's bring out the, sh- the true culture. Then I want to talk about different types of scoring of Muay Thai around the world. So in Thailand... This, the Muay Thai scoring for let's there's different scoring for amateur, pro am, and professional. First of all, let's make that clear. Amateur scoring and professional scoring is different. Amateur scoring is point scoring, like how ta- Taekwondo is in the Olympics. It's point scoring. Any strike will you'll get a point. Whereas in professional, that's not the case. You have to have an impactful strike, something that hits the target. And with impact. If you are just going and jabbing someone in the face or just completely jabbing someone over and over again, it's making absolutely no impact. You're not going to get a point. If you do one full-on punch and the guy's head clocks back, you will get a point. It's different, you know? 
But I'm not sure you would get a different point for every strike. So that's one thing in the scoring. First of all, not first of all, second of all, you get more points for elbows, kneeing, and kicking in Thailand. Punches do not count for much at all. If it's a punch that counts, it has to be very, very impactful. And then the, and then the clinch, you know, if you, if you uh, demonstrate more in the clinch and show a stronger position in the clinch, if you're in control, you're going to win in that too. So elbows, knees, and kicking points. Punches, not so much. Around the world, everywhere that I've been, I think, they count punches. They do count punches. What do I think in this? What's right? Well, in Thailand, that is, a, that is a scoring. It's just the way it is. Around the world, they kick, they point, the points that are scored for kink, kicks, knees, punches, and elbows are all the same. Maybe they should be a little bit different, but usually they're all the same. So I actually prefer the international way because if you do an impactful punch, it should still get pointed. Whereas in Thailand, maybe it won't. And I think, it's, I think it should because there's still effort behind that. And there's still a word for that type of fighter in Thai, Mui Mat. Mui Mat is for a, a puncher. Mui De for a kicker. Mui Fimur for someone who does something overall. Mui Kao for a near. You know? I heard that there is a story of why they don't score punches. I think, I think what I heard back in the day is that they put boxing gloves on the fighters in order for protection. But um, I'm not sure if it was the king or someone who you know who pretty much made the Muay Thai as a sport. They um, said the protection was too soft, so it didn't make any impact enough. So that's why they decided not to point punching as much as they should. But I could be wrong. If you know another story, please correct me if I'm wrong about that. Um, and then, last thing, Muay Thai may be going to the Olympics. You know, there's a lot of controversy about this. I think it's fine. And, but please be aware that it's amateur and the point scoring will be amateur point scoring. So it will be similar to Taekwondo, like I mentioned. Point, point after point, no matter the impact, no matter... The technique, which it will, most likely it will just be pure point scoring. And that's what IFMA have been trying to do with their amateur competitions. So that is a comparison of Muay Thai around the world. Um, but overall, making a career out of Muay Thai, okay, what I recommend would be you train, in, you train Muay Thai in your home country you do some smoker fights, some interclubs, get experience in the ring, not professionally. After a few years, then you come out to Thailand and then you really fix all your technique. But I have to tell you, like, you have to choose the right gym for this because a lot of gyms are holiday Muay Thai gyms. What I mean by this is you go there, you get a workout. You don't just, you don't really focus much on technique. You just get a workout, you get tired. And then, and then you, you get sent home and that's about it. No, you need to find a gym that's going to focus more on technique. You know, fighters, fighter gyms, sometimes the most famous fighter gyms don't care about you, who is a foreigner, I must say. If they have famous Thai, thai fighters, they care about their famous Thai fighters. 
So you gotta find balance, you know. I I actually do recommend maybe trying out a few couple or a few just to see how you feel or how you feel comfortable. You can compare the training. You can play you can compare like what's best for you in the training. But don't like don't forget why you came to Thailand. You came to Thailand to fix your Muay Thai, not for a vacation, not to take photos with the superstars. Yes, you can do that, but you know, don't forget why you get. Don't forget your goal. You know, you came to improve your skills, so find a gym that's suitable for your goals. Then, if you want to stay in Thailand long term, I would recommend that you save up in your home country first, and you kind of live off your savings, and don't expect to be living off the purse of a fight. First of all, you may not get a fight every month. Second of all, it's very, very, very low money. In Phuket, you get around in the in Patong or Rai or whatever, whatever stadium, you get around five 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 thousand baht, and if you're from five thousand to maybe eight thousand baht, it's absolutely nothing. You can Google that five thousand baht. I'm not sure, but it's nothing. It's not enough to live off. In Bangkok, it depends where you fight. Super champ, you could make around twelve thousand baht. At maximum, it's high. Around eight thousand baht. If you if you fight on a normal day, it's only three thousand baht. So, don't expect to live off this money. Have a backup. Have a plan. So yeah, you come to Thailand. You're here for learning technique. You can fight to get experience in the ring, though. So that could be great. You know, not to make a career, but to build a career. You know what I mean? As you see, there's so many. MMA fighters from in the UFC or one championship or whatever, famous fighters around the world, and they will come to Thailand to improve their technique. They're not here to fight; they're here to improve their technique. You know, so many people go to Tiger Muay Thai in the south because they have like an MMA program, boxing program, Muay Thai program, Jiu-Jitsu program, everything. You know, and a lot of people knock Tiger Muay Thai, but they do have a all-in-one. It's pretty good. If you're an MMA fighter, it's all good. They will take care of you. If you're a beginner, then you maybe go into a bit of a Muay Thai factory. So, like I said, it's trial and error. You go to different gyms. You see how it is, how it fits for you, how it fits for your goals, and don't forget your goal. Maybe you do some. You make some time on on your plan for the training, and then you can make a holiday a few days during that during that training time that you've planned. You know, during your holiday time, you know, plan it wisely. And know what you're going there for. But anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in for me. That was episode three, talking about Muay Thai around the world. Stay tuned. And I will talk about more in my next episodes. Peace.